and welcome to the next episode of the Jazz Transcription Clinic live on streaming. So yesterday we set up the platform Sound Slice to prepare the transcription of the wonderful Chris Potter solo on All The Things You Are. And today we are going to continue uh, transcribing the solo. So yesterday, if you uh, watch the episode, if not, I will put the link in the description. Um, yesterday we set up this platform here, which is Soundslice, and finally we got the waveform where you can see all the music in uh, uh, shaped as a waveform, and you can see all the notes that you type down uh, in the right place where they are. Uh, so we can keep continuing with the transcription. Yesterday we transcribed the first four bars and here is a recap. And we can continue from here where we left. Uh, today I have the saxophone, so uh, as I said yesterday, you know, the uh, use whatever you think is good to be used. So if you are a saxophone player, trumpet player, and you want to play on your instrument, or if you are happy to do it without it, generally I'm happy to do without it, especially if it's a tenor saxophone, because it's the instrument that I transcribe the most, so the notes comes pretty clear to me. And that's the beauty of the ears, right? If you train them uh, constantly to recognize some pitch, you get closer to what I call a relative perfect pitch. So I don't have perfect pitch, but on tenor saxophone, because I have transcribed so much, I can say that I have almost perfect pitch. So if you play a note on tenor saxophone, uh, most likely I'm going to get it without the instrument, uh, but do whatever you feel comfortable with. Don't be ashamed or shy, uh, sing, use your voice, use a little keyboard, use whatever it's handy to you to get the notes, get the right intervals, right? All right, so <clears throat> this is what I transcribed yesterday. All right, and we can go from here now. Let me put this down, it's a little bit more convenient for me. Um, so, as I said, the note will be A, isn't it? This is the last note. T. Ba, ti, da. That's a descending semitone. Does it remind you of anything? Descending minor second, it's basically the beginning of Stella by Starlight, isn't it? And I believe the tempo will be a minimum rest and then uh, we have A, which is a quaver, followed by a rest, da, 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 
da, da. So that would be a rest, rest, and another A, isn't it? He plays a sort of polyrhythm here. And again, this is a crotch rest, another A. And then I believe there is the note E, but E natural. So on sun slice, you uh, digit uh, command H to get a natural. On PC would be control H and you toggle the natural. Otherwise you can go into the basic notes and toggle the natural on and off here. And as you can see, if you hover your mouse, onto a function, it says what is the keyboard shortcut to toggle that. So let me listen again from here. There is another A. So this is another A actually. Rest, one, two, three, and E natural. This is E natural, right? And as I said, I can hear on the tenor saxophone those notes are E, D, A, D, E, uh, just because I recognize the intervals, but even more, I recognize those notes on the tenor saxophone. If you play the same line on guitars, then I start relying uh, a lot more on the intervals. Uh, but do whatever you think is convenient for you, and you can check the notes on your instrument. check and then you have to figure out the rhythm so all the usual business of transcribing uh, there is another quaver rest and then E E natural again D A D E back to I, which is probably okay so here we have and you see here at the top all the bars and we have this bar here so this is a little bit stretched, that looks better. You see I can move the notes and make them more.
Crotchet. Crotchet E natural. And four quavers, right? Ta 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 ta. And the notes will be the same. And remember, guys, I said yesterday that you need to go an octave higher. Let's listen from here. And this is a quaver rest. And there is a... And remember what I said yesterday, if you need to tie a note, just press the letter L and it will be magically tied. So we can even go up. Okay, it's not... This should be here, and we need to move this one here, probably. Yeah. We need to move this here. Oh, now it looks better, isn't it? Yeah, there is a little bit of cleaning process. So there is a minimum rest and then crotchet quavers B flat C and we keep going with quavers when I fall in love right B flat A F not sure about the rhythm. It looks to me that probably there is something weird here in the rhythm going on. We need to clarify that.
right? Okay, let, let's keep writing then. Yes, if I listen from here, it sounds like a one. And the F is the one. But I'm not sure about that. swing a little bit rhythm we keep transcribing and then see how we go so this is a quiver rest a rest a tired And crotchet rest. All right. Remember to save, always save. Right. One, two, and we are at the end of the second A section. So this is by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, if you want, guys, you can highlight the form by placing uh, double bar lines. So this is the second A. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And we put a double bar line. To do so, you go to the uh, bar tool and you select the double bar line. is the one. Isn't it like this? Gee, it's so obscure here.
Think on this look. This look looks here. Ba, ba, da, da, da. Look right to you. It's better. This one, isn't it? And here goes very light. So I'm wondering whether this is like this. I can't be. Oh, here we are missing a rest. Just notice now. One, two, three, four. Project rest, quaver rest, pado badibo, t, and then again t da 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 da, minus second, descending minus second, in g to make the sharp is command j, da do da t, b natural, boom. Do, sorry, bado badi bo. da do da da do da F sharp E natural G sharp. Is it an, this note an E natural 
or a D sharp. Hmm. This is the sort of doubts when I prefer to uh, decrease the speed. Da do di. Da do. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of hearing. Yes, I go for uh, D sharp. Uh, thanks, uh, whoever you are. I can't see your name. I think I know you, but thanks for subscribing. And I go for D sharp. So please, guys, don't write um, E flat, even though it sounds the same, but here the chord will be A major because it's the end of the second section so uh, we need to write D sharp otherwise there is a brain clash and my brain doesn't process that information of F sharp and E flat with an A major context and this is the situation where I probably would put a parenthesis uh, or a bracket around the D because the D is really like a ghost note right and after the G sharp we have a crotchet rest all right so I guess this is a minimum rest Body, body, a quaver rest. C, an octave lower. Do, ba, da, G sharp. Do, 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 do. So again, I hear the notes, but you can use the intervals to recognize all the pitches. Bo, 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 bi, bo, bo, bo. So descending, uh, perfect fourth, and then descending, um, major second, di, do, and then descending, perfect fourth, di, do, do, do. Which is basically the same notes that he has played upwards. C sharp and then G sharp and then F sharp C sharp right and let's do it did you hear that ghost note This is a D natural, and I think here there is a ghost note. And probably this is an E sharp, but it's so ghost that what I'm going to do is 
to put in brackets. Now this is a bit odd because uh, with sound slice you can put a sharp on on a cross note. Um, so maybe I'm gonna convert it to um, bracket uh, and a bracket note. Okay, let me delete it and I do it again. E sharp and I put it in brackets. There you go. And then there is F sharp, right? Um, so once I'm done with a whole transcription, I export the XML file and I open it into Sibelius. Sibelius has a lot more functions. It's specifically designed to write music. And so I can change this to a cross and leave the brackets uh, around that node, which is, I think, a better a way to write that down. Again, now if you ask me, I can hear the notes, but as I said, you can check. We are still in the world of um, quavers. So uh, G sharp. B natural. sharp e t do right t do we need to go an octave lower t da do oh i was wrong t da do di da so it's f sharp f sharp and this is a syncopation i don't think is there There it goes, no. Uh, well, we don't hear da da do da da Uh, 
This is really ghost. Right? And it's quaver rest. And I tied to a crotchet. A crotchet. I would be tempted to tie it to a minim, but I don't like writing that way. So if I want to tie it to a minim, I prefer to write this way. Why? Because I always need to see the middle of the bar. If I put a minim here, look what happens. I and I delete this. I don't see the middle of the bar anymore is it's inside this medium right and for the sake of reading this solo and music in general never hide the middle of the bar that's a precious tip that i'm giving out uh, right now so i'm going back to uh tie to two crotchets and that's more accurate and we can see the middle of the bar Actually, it's not that long, so we can create a rest here, and this can be a minimum rest. So we are going towards the second part of the bridge. So we are heading towards F sharp major in remember tenor saxophone key. So let's do it. So I can hear A sharp B, F sharp, A sharp, right? Something like that. And I will explain later after I put down the notes what's going on here. A sharp. Again, why I don't write B flat? Since we have it already in the key signature. I don't write it because we are heading towards F sharp major. So here the chord for the tenor is G sharp half diminished. Right? And you don't want to write B flat over G sharp half diminished. Again, my brain pops if I do that so I want to to F sharp A sharp B and this is a D sharp and again we have Quaver and then C sharp, T 
tied to a crotchet, possibly a minimum rest like before. Let me see. Yeah, I'm happy with that. You guys need to remember me to save, otherwise I'm going to lose everything. Uh, and can you hear this thing that he plays to transition into a very far away key? So we are here in A major and we are going towards F sharp major, right? That's three accidentals more to go to F sharp major, meaning that we are uh, transporting the harmony, we are modulating uh, pretty far away from A major. And Chris Potter is so smart that he uses the same rhythm and the same melodic shape to smooth uh, that transition up. Right. We should probably even put a rest here to make it even more similar. Now, I'm happy with what I had before because I can hear, as a saxophone player, I can hear that there is that ghost note there. Woo! Let me go up a little bit because the sound is a little bit corrupted. So let's get this whole line. And it keeps going, right? Once you get a good one, why abandon it? Keep going. So the first two notes are the same, and the rhythm is the same, so we can refer. But this time, I think it goes to G sharp, isn't it? So again, F sharp major, don't write F natural, write E sharp. Am I a maniac of an harmony? No, I just want to make things clear. So when I read this, I immediately know that the key here that Chris Potter is thinking is F sharp major. He won't think anything else, right? Okay, let's see whether we have done a good job. Whoa. So we are at the end of the bridge. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So this will be the end of the bridge. I put a double bar and I save it. This time I remembered. And let's go. Let's go. We go back to G minor. The chord here is G minor. One 
noise would be. It's very high, but I can hear D, G, A. Da, da, da. Right? Am I right? get the rhythm and the last A section down. So it's a whole syncopated line, the rest and G, uh, A. is doing this and then B flat he's hitting B flat here right now this is going to be really high but again I will edit maybe at a later time and you can put I don't know maybe the whole phrase down an octave again to do so you can select this note to select on sound slice is as any other software you click and drag and then I think it's here yeah octave but you have to specify that it's octave down or you just transpose it an octave and then you go an octave oh there is octave bass octave so you can yeah I can go octave here so I know that that will be what Chris Potter plays But he keeps doing quavers, so I was wrong. Da, B flat. And this would be a quaver too tied. Right? Now we need to terminate this. Uh, how do I cancel? Oh no, let me go out. Known, okay, I have to, whoop. What's going on? Known. Known, oh, come on. <laughs> this is a bit ridiculous. Okay, you know what? I again I will do those edits in Sibelius because oh that there was a hook, isn't it? Maybe I can just grab the hook. No. Alright, so I'll do it in Sibelius and I I keep 
keep everything there at the top. Uh, now, for the sake of clarity, do, 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 do. something like that uh, now this is, isn't really happening right CF and I think it's a crotchet To me, that's E flat, D, D flat, E flat, C. So we are entering in the bebop area here. G sharp, G sharp, do I C B natural B flat. So a lot of chromaticism. here we have E flat minor or E flat diminished major 7 so he's I think playing over a diminished scale 
Um, so the notes will be E, F sharp, uh, what is the sharp, and G, A, B flat, uh, listen. There is a false, a false A here. What is that? Isn't it C minor descending arpeggio? G E flat C G. Oh. Uh, why I don't see your name? You are typing. You heard it too. The false A. Yes. Let's listen to it again. And whoever you are, the false A, you play like this. Uh, so you play like this. Another one, uh, Ugo's Gambit. I think I know you as well. You heard it as well? Yeah. try to play uh, from down on the C minor arpeggio right? and then lands on a D but is it a normal D you hear is really nasal it's really nasal it's like a saxophone with a cough or a cold right so how do you produce that uh, by playing D with a side D key now this is a very common uh, tenor saxophone trick instead of you hear the difference in the sound and those are the little details that we need to get when we transcribe you know the whole point is to learn the language and that thing playing c uh playing playing c with the um 
uh, sorry, playing D with the side key is a very common thing on a tenor and we need to learn it. Right, let me check whether... Whoa, that's a minute. It's longer, minute. This goes. And then toda, toda. Guys in the chat, you want to try to guess what those notes are? Toda. This is a D. To. What note is this one? D. To. I'll give you 10 seconds. D. To. You don't know? All right, is a C. C and then D, do then, right? No, that's wrong. It's a C. Right, so this beautiful line here is really, really gorgeous. I, I want to play the game. So to put the cross again, you go into the note basics and notation and you select, you toggle the cross up. Uh, all right, I get it, I get it. Okay, I will throw in another quiz soon so you can try again. So this bar is empty after that. And then here there is another very jazzy, cool line. Right? So there is a rest F do and what rhythm is that? And one two so do you know what rhythm is that? Ta 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 ta. Ta 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 ta. Da 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 di da. It's a wonderful triplet. So all those sounds, once you start transcribing and you keep doing and doing and doing, they will become patterns in your ear. 
and you recognize the patterns. So to recognize the notes then is pretty easy. So that is do 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 di do 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 di. It's a major seven arpeggio in third inversion. So we start on the seventh. Isn't that right? Do 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 ba di. This is cool. And I think it's this. This is A. F sharp A F F sharp A So E flat and C sharp so like an enclosure to to D F natural, ah, uh, cheeky cheeky bottle. And C natural. Uh, that's a crotchet. A dotted crotchet. Do, do. B flat, oh, do, do. Oh. No, it's not dotted. Sorry. My bad. This is a lot of crotchet. T do quaver beautiful, gorgeous, fat tone. Now, uh, this is the end of the chorus, actually, so I'm going to put a double bar line and we can probably stop here and I will play the whole chorus soon. So here the chord, guys, is B flat major 7 and he is playing you know, a simple line but beautiful. Right, let me turn down the other microphone. And here 
the chord is it will be D7 altered and it plays sharp 9 here and sharp 11 right so it's beautiful to resolve on G minor <laughs> faster like 90% from top I don't know how I will do this because I, I will need to practice but I'll try my best <laughs> This is when you know the usage of sound slides come really handy if you want to practice i don't know this this line which is really gorgeous i showed yesterday you can loop anytime you want like from here to here you can do it slower and then ah look at this um when you go out from the uh, one thing that I haven't explained, sorry about that, is that if you go to if you click on view here at the top, you change from editing into practicing. Now the window is going to mess up a little bit, uh, as you can see. So I can make it a little bit larger this time, just to fit in the size. And now, if I go into the settings, I can transpose to any key I want. You see? And B major. And, you know, it's done in no time. So if you want to play with alto, you can play this. It's going to be pretty high. But if you play, I don't know, guitar and you play in concert, there you go. You have the same line written in concert so it's super handy right so now I go back to where I was and I will practice a little bit
can keep going, you know, with practicing. So that would be uh, the first chorus with a melody. Shall we play the whole thing again? Oh no, we already did it. All right, so I'll finish this uh, second live streaming with a, uh, yeah, Ugo's Gambit. It sounds all different when you put it together and you know you can practice and you can slow down the tempo and you can focus on a specific line if it really bothers you you know if i don't know for example if this line bothers you you can just you know highlight the line loop and play and practice <laughs> notice another thing so let's slow down to like 60% and videos are great because we can see the actual artist in motion so look at his hands when he plays this note and I can like click on those two notes if you watch the video you can see his left hand going in from C to D look from F, C, and D. You see that his hand is going in. That tells me that he's playing that note as a regular D, but he adds the side key. And to do that, you have to move your left hand, right, a little bit in. And he's doing that to get a more honky sound on the D, hmm? which I can show you. little things that you can notice first by ear so you you're going to listen the sound on that D again it's pretty nasal so uh, and you have to learn it so I'm going to put another uh, cross on top of that I will do it and beautiful line to resolve and to transition into a new chorus um, just a, I, I will need to study this one but just you know a few things he's starting very melodically very diatonic so he doesn't use much uh, chromaticism in the first chorus here the chord is A major and he's using the sharp 11 to give a little bit of spice there is a great logic and great usage of melodic pedals. Like, do you see here how many times he hits the note A? And if you notice, 
What is the piano doing? The piano was repeating that note before, din, 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 here, right? And this is how jazz works, guys. You swap ideas, you get inspiration from uh, the people that is playing with you and you interact with them. It's a, it's a real dialogue. That's like magic, right? As soon as uh, Chris Potter hears this, he starts playing, repeating the note A, and the pianist, Shai Maestro, he is catching that and said, okay, you got it. Let, let's do that together, right? And as I said, once you get a good idea, why abandon it? Let's do it. But here the harmonies change. So again, Chris Potter is playing this line, nice, simple. And then for the resolution into A major, he keeps the same shape. That's a stream of consciousness of a jazz player. You know, you always do something as a consequence of either something that you heard going on around you or something that you just played. And in this case, it's both. Same idea. And this is a beautiful line because we are heading towards the end of the chorus that happens here. And he wants to play a beautiful bop line. So this thing here, these four notes, doo, 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 it's called enclosure. When you, uh, Ugo's Gambit, they are improvising everything. They are improvising 100%. It's not sometimes, it's all improvised. And the tune is called All the Things You Are, it's a very popular tune in jazz, but um, they played the melody before, uh, actually the piano uh, played the melody and then from here they all improvise on the form of the song so it's like playing variations of the melody variations of the song <laughs> yeah that's true you can't believe it but yeah that's true it's cool isn't it and uh, so it, it's all improvised and all happens in the moment so how much control you need on the music that you play and on your instrument 
to like keep control of everything, the harmony, the notes, the tuning, the technique, your instrument, the sound, and listen to what's going on in the band and react in real time and produce such cool lines. You know, those guys are monsters. So that's why we study them, right? And I was saying this thing here, it's called enclosure. So you have a target note, which is B flat, and you play four notes before. You play one tone below, a semitone below, and then one tone up, a semitone up. And this is the kind of ideas that we need to study, for example, over the cycle of fifths to improve our playing, to incorporate some bebop ideas into it. So I can take that line, for example, and have a wander around the cycle, like this. And then I go to the next note in the cycle, which is E flat. A flat. Right? And so forth. So those are the things that are really handy for us to practice and to, you know, develop our ideas. This line is simply gorgeous. I love it. I love the shape of it and how you play. thing and then I will finish you see just in one chorus that he's going through the whole registers of the saxophone you know everywhere he starts mid low goes up and then goes comes down a little bit stays up stays up build up some tension some more tension then goes to the altissimo notes and then he comes back comes comes back and reach low G and then it's down again up and all the way down to low C. So it's like having a rubber band and you stretch it and you release the tension afterwards. So you create dynamic playing in your playing. All right, and we are going to transcribe the second chorus of the wonderful uh, solo played by Chris Potter on All the Things You Are in a duet format with uh, the great pianist Shai Maestro. Uh, yesterday we finalized the first chorus and today we are going to transcribe the second one. So first of all remember to uh, subscribe to my channel, to follow me, click on the bell and all the usual stuff that uh, young people do in these days. Um, so let, let's start. Maybe we can have a listen back to what we did yesterday and whether, you know, it fits.
and this is the beginning of the second chorus and we will start working from here uh, just while i was revising this uh, you notice i have added some x's uh, and because watching the video and again the video can be very informative if you slow down a little bit here uh, you can see that uh, Chris Potter is playing the G sharp note not with the actual G sharp key but uh, with an alternate fingering which is quite common on tenor and it will be the G sharp with a low B flat again to give a little bit more honky sound to the to the G sharp and have a you can clearly see his um, pinky left pinky active there I can make it really, really slow so we can focus on that. Try to catch it. Did you see that? I, I don't know why here it's, it doesn't stop. Uh, it shows us the, the, the two. Um, suggestion for, for videos but anyway we can see that right you can see that his pinky is going down this way and then again on the F we can see on this F the pinky going on again now if you're familiar with harmonics you know that F is the third harmonic of low B flat so again, he's probably hitting or even as a real harmonic. And again, this D is played with side D, open. a bit of practice to familiarize with this but all those details are really important okay so let's keep going with a solo right again stream of consciousness and Repeat the same idea once you find the ones that are good and listen to the intervals, listen to the sound of the instrument you are transcribing. So the last note of that phrase is clearly the low B flat. It's the lowest note you can play on a saxophone. Right, this one. Bob. Do, de, do, do, do. So this is a minimum rest and followed by a quaver rest. Oh, that's a bit too low. And dotted crotchet. 
Dum, do, do, si, that's a quaver, B flat, meaning probably. Isn't it the incipit of Misty? Look at me. Right? So all those uh, sonic patterns we need to learn those we need to make those links in our brain and go to pick up what are those intervals so when i play the beginning of misty i would play right so it means that this time i just go down a note Right? And it's not uh, so difficult anymore once you start memorizing those sounds, those patterns. All you know make sense in your in your brain. And this is also why that is C sharp. Major triad first inversion makes sense to you. Do, do. Oh, that's E natural because we are in the do. And this is another dotted crotchet. Do, do, do. C sharp. Right? What what tune is that? Do do I can't remember the title, but there is a tune. It's a Stephanable latitude from memory, uh, so you might not know that tune. Well, I think I've played many times. D, uh, B natural. Do, D, da, 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 do. Minor try the second inversion descending. Let's see natural, isn't it? D rest. D do do D do. D do do D D do do do. That's a minor triad descending. 
If, if you know the harmony you can also rely on the harmony so we put quavers here C sharp D, do, F sharp do, and that will be F natural it's better to put a reminder That's a crotchet, da, da, that's a quaver. Da, 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 da. Isn't it a minus seven? Yeah. Da. Yeah. Quaver rest. Da, da, da. I think that's those notes. That's a longer rest. And that's a quaver rest, and that's A, and this is not here. So I need like half of a pentatonic scale. And again, it's a very common pattern, even this one, and we can recognize the arpeggio. So look, from here onwards, he starts working on the arpeggio. The harmony here is, uh, so this is the second chorus, so G minor, C minor, F7, B flat major, E flat major, right? And, and C, uh, sorry, E, what I'm saying, E minor 7, A7, and D major 7. Another bar of D major 7, and guess what? D minor 7 on this bar. Look how beautiful is this line where he changes just in time the major 3rd to <clears throat> a minor 3rd because the chord becomes minor. And then G, um, G minor 7, C7, and F major. So here he plays this pattern. And if I'm not wrong, I can hear that the piano is like dislocated. I don't know if they miss a couple of beats or if it's deliberate, but I can hear that here the piano is actually playing on D minor and playing on G minor here, 
while Chris Potter is already playing D minor here, but here the piano is still playing on D major. And here, and here where, where the bridge begins, they realign. So maybe it's just deliberate that the piano wanted to shift the harmony and displace the harmony and makes you know the phrasing of the saxophone even a little bit more angular okay let's keep transcribing so we need a crotchet and then it will be a quaver but it's uh, all right you don't like it all right and a typical bebop line would have D sharp here, but Chris Potter wanted to keep it diatonic. And again, why not repeating? The same idea and change the notes according to the harmony. Right? This is the end of the second A, isn't it? Isn't it B seven B minus seven ascending starting from the seven? Listen again. Ah, there's another trick. Alright, so yes, it is T A and then F sharp triplets D B natural. G sharp, sharp, da 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 da, E natural, F sharp, F sharp, sorry, B natural, da. 
This is not tied. This is not tied. There is actually rest. C sharp. Ah, C sharp. Do, do, E, F sharp, G sharp. So the trick I was talking about here, let me save. Guys, you need to remind me to save it. Um, the trick I was talking about is that when you play low B on the tenor saxophone, any of these keys here, and I can show you here that you action with your left pinky, also produce G sharp. Hmm? So to go from low B, which is this key here, to G sharp, you don't move anything. You just lift the right hand, right? And it's pretty handy. Right, I think I'm quite happy with that. Uh, so that that's the end of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven and eight. Oh, I think there is a dotted crotchet rest and then a sharp, if I remember well. It's an E. E natural. All right. Uh, we can put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So here we put a double bar. And this will be the second I. And we are entering the bridge now. Right? Do the perfect fourth, perfect fourth, tom pa, I have the Aida match for a perfect fourth. Do di do 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 G sharp, F sharp, E natural. Da do 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 do. B natural, C sharp, E F sharp. Oh, it's repeating, repeating. So we can just copy and paste on sound slice. Convenient, isn't it? Thanks, Chris, for repeating the same bar. So it's this thing we can copy and we paste and then we paste and then we paste and then he plays B natural C sharp and there is a crotchet rest.
Okay, let's check. Right, guys, I, I love this, this point here because listen to the interaction between the piano and the saxophone. Listen how quick Shai Maestro is to get that idea from Chris and interact. And he's not moving the harmony, he's not making any change in the harmony, so there is this time where the harmony is suspended in the air and they play this this sort of contrapunctual line and, and ideas and sort of melodic pedal an ostinato we could call it uh, on the pedal it, it's beautiful because they come from this syncopated line and the pianist is keep going in this bar with a syncopation and then as soon as the pianist catches this enters in in this world so there's guys a lot of trust between the two musicians and there is a lot of listening going on that's the key you have to listen to the others that are playing with you Remember where are we going? We are going to F sharp major, talking for tenor saxophone, of course. So there is the B natural and A sharp, G sharp, F sharp. Oh, what I did? No, no, I don't need to find anything in the page. D da 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 F. F sharp C C sharp That's B natural C sharp D sharp F sharp I think Let me check What do you think of my falsetto? Maybe and I flat. Uh. <laughs> 
I don't like, I would write A sharp here and G sharp to keep it consistent with the harmony. And this probably we should write B sharp. Right? So you see, this is a whole B section. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and we miss a bar. But so far, it's just one simple idea. Four notes going down. Four notes coming back. Here we are going back to the last A section. The first chord of the bar would be G minor. And look what he plays. No. Is it a G or an A flat? Ah, oh, it's a G. D, A, F, D. back to E flat E flat B flat G Thank you. 
That's a quave it. C. Uh, flat. Attic again. Yeah, E flat, F, and G, but it's an octave. This is this G flat. Isn't it E natural? Let me slow down a little bit. This is a D, and so probably this is a C natural. Uh, so first of all is a C sharp. Check. Uh, so this is the beginning of the A. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So here we are in the major. So yeah, I will leave it like that. B flat, C sharp, A, B flat, G. So he's playing like augmented there. Isn't it? 
maybe it's C, B natural, and B flat. here let me save and let me save and there is a scoop so we put the scoop there just to remember And then G sharp. Yeah. 
flat, E flat, uh, yeah, D do do C D. Why have I separated those notes? to be flat or A. I guess is the end of the A. Uh, the end of the last A, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There you go. And that's the second chorus. Right? And here starts the third chorus, which will be the next trimming. So, um, Chords, right? G minor 7, C minor 7, F dominant, B flat major 7, E flat major 7, E minor 7, A7, and D major. D major. Here would be interesting to know what he was thinking here. He -do -do -do. And this is D major, D major. Ah, uh, sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm confused. This is uh, E flat major, E flat minor. <laughs> That's right, D minor seven, and C sharp diminished. C minor seven. F dominant, B flat major, look at that, and D7 sharp 5 to go back to G minor. How wonderful. So I will have a go at the second chorus uh, with him. So it starts here, I will start from here, let's go. Oh, 
pretty good job. Uh, let's go maybe 80% from top and see how it sounds. I want to have a little bit more fun. <laughs> is unbelievable unbelievable playing and this is just 80 percent he's so good you know so consistent with ideas and rhythm and everything um it's really hard to play when when the piano goes displaced here in this section uh again my brain <laughs> clashes a little bit but i love the fact that chris potter goes by his way and leaves a little bit more freedom to the pianist to interact in a different way. Uh, I just want to change this, which I think happens a little bit earlier than that. So maybe this is a better way to write it. Right, and this was the second chorus of Chris Potter's solo on All the Things You Are. And I'll leave the third chorus to the next time. I hope you are enjoying this series. Please uh, like and subscribe to my channel. It keeps me motivated and it would be very nice to see you also live in the chat, interacting, throwing questions. I love questions and we can do it together. Sometimes I need help, you know, guys. So thanks for watching and I'll see you next time.